What sort of proof or evidence would convert the naysayers and doubters who deny and ridicule and marginalize those who believe that extraterrestrial intelligence has visited the Earth and interacted with humans? What would it take? Would it take a personal encounter? Or would they dismiss that too as a hallucination or some other form of trickery? Would it take video evidence? Of course, they would say that it was a deep fake. Would it require some demonstration? Some demonstration of some sort of miracle, the magnitude of which is undeniable? Is there such a thing? And why does this conundrum feel so familiar? Well, because I have morgulons. And being a morgie is really fucking similar to being a person who has encountered or is trying to investigate aliens, UFOs. Science that many say is not science, but science fiction, fantasy, or insanity. Isn't it interesting that their proof, whatever proof they may have of videos, pictures, it's never enough? Interstellar debris, but no matter what kind of evidence they may have, that evidence will just be dismissed as more proof that they're wrong and that they don't know what they're talking about. They've misperceived the situation. They're intentionally trying to mislead others. Yes, this is all very, very familiar. It's a familiar place for me, Crystal Clear, the host of More Morgulons. It's a familiar place because having Morgulons is also a situation where it is damn near impossible to convince anyone that your experiences and observations are real and they are not the products of a misformed belief, a miscalculation, a character flaw, a mental illness, or some form of self-aggrandizing manipulation. I really liked this quote at the beginning of a blog post by my favorite person that I'm talking about right now, Dr. Avi Loeb, the Harvard astronomer, looking for signs of alien intelligence contacting Earth. The only bird that will peck at an eagle is the crow. It sits on the eagle's back and bites its neck. The eagle does not respond or fight with a crow. It doesn't waste time or energy on the crow. It simply opens up its wings and begins to rise higher in the sky. The higher the flight, the harder it is for the crow to breathe until eventually the crow falls due to lack of oxygen. Stop wasting time with the crows. Just take them to your heights and they will fade. Stan Holden. Today I want to talk about recent whistleblowers, high-level officials in the intelligence agencies and the government who claim that aliens have been to Earth several times and drinking too much moonshine, they crashed their vehicles here and we recovered them and we've been using them to create Mogulons. Just kidding, but um, maybe. <laughs> now the right and the left are reaching across the aisle to try to see if they can get these documents unclassified. What's that all about? It's almost as if something were more important to discuss than whether or not trans women should be swimming against women in swimming competitions. You know, the sport we care most about in America. All right, we're gonna have a great episode. I'm a good sport, I hope you're a good sport. Thank you for listening, stay tuned.
Leslie Kane. She is an investigative journalist and the author of UFOs, Generals, Pilots, and Government Officials Go on the Record. Uh, thank you for being with us, Leslie. Uh, I've heard a number of your comments lately, and it's really interesting that these conversations keep resurfacing for, for many different reasons. I just want to play for folks uh, a brief soundbite from Air Force veteran David Grush to remind everyone how we got to this point. He's talking to journalist Ross Colhart, and he says he believes these spacecraft are not of this earth. Let's listen. Why do you know it's exotic? Uh, based on uh, the very specific properties that I was briefed on, you know, isotopic ratios that would have to be engineered for it to be um, at those levels, but also just extremely uh, uh, strange, heavy atomic metal, you know, high up in the periodic table um, arrangements that um, we don't understand you know, what the emergent properties are, but there's just a very strange mix of um, elements. So the phrase, um, strange, heavy, atomic metal, high up on the periodic table, it's not very precise, uh, but it could refer to some of the super heavy elements that have been artificially created by nuclear fusion reactions. These elements have very high atomic numbers above 104 and are usually unstable and radioactive. Some examples are Copernicium, Tennessine, and Oganesson, which are the heaviest known elements so far. But another possible interpretation of that phrase is heavy metals like, you know, manganese, platinum, mercury, lead, plutonium, uranium. Leslie, the whistleblower got a lot of attention, but skeptics will say that this was information he was briefed on and didn't see for himself. How would you characterize the impact of what he has shared so far leading to next week's hearing? Oh, I think his impact has been huge, uh, Marnie. I mean, uh, the Congress has heard hours of testimony from him, as has the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community. And we also know that other whistleblowers have come forward and spoken to Congress as well. So he's not the only one, but his testimony, his Coming forward is really what has led to the hearing that's taking place next week. So I think it's had a huge impact. Do you expect we'll learn more at this hearing and who do you anticipate may testify? Well, um, I know that the uh, the office of Tim Burchette, Representative Tim Burchette, who is one of the people who's going to chair this meeting, is going to have a press conference on Thursday. They're going to announce at that press conference the logistics and the details, and I assume they will announce who the witnesses are as well. Uh, I'm not at liberty to disclose who they are, but we will be finding out very soon. And in regards to Representative Burchette, he said this about pilots and the fact that they are not lying, he says, about what they're seeing. Take a listen. We've had um, um, actually 13 near-miss encounters, and to think that you know we've got a $50 million aircraft and some of the best pilots in the world who are risking their lives, and why would they lie about it, honestly? All they're going to do is catch hell from their superiors, and this is ridiculous. Leslie, you've spoken with pilots. Do they have any incentive to lie about what they've seen? No, absolutely not, Marty. I mean, you know, you can imagine how detrimental that would be to their careers and their reputation, because if they were lying, eventually that would come out. I think the only, you know... Uh, the only argument anybody could make to question what they're saying is whether what they have seen 
is not uh, some exotic technology, that it could be secret technology that we ourselves in the United States have developed or possibly some other nation. That is a reasonable question to ask. But I think that the idea of them lying outright is, is just makes no sense at all. It's just ridiculous. Oh, I can speak personally on this one. Um, yeah, it is ridiculous. I have to agree with Leslie. Who the fuck would take personal, emotional, psychological, financial, social risks by coming forward to speak on something that is controversial like this and hard to believe like this? Um, well, I would. And I wouldn't lie about it because nothing good could come to me from talking about it. It only increases my risk of being affected in a negative manner by this horrible disease. Of course, it also impacts me in positive ways speaking out and it's the right thing to do. So maybe that's what drove these whistleblowers to come forward as they have about the cover-up of UFO uh, intelligence crashed objects that that are of non-human origin. Uh, I have spoken to witnesses over the years to people with clearances who have told me off the record the same things. And we know for a fact that others have also told Congress that. And these are people with firsthand knowledge, which David Grush didn't have. So yes, there is a lot of confirmation from very highly respected and highly credentialed people in the intelligence community and elsewhere who have vouched for what he has said and have vouched for him as a credible and honest person. This uh, bill that was just proposed, it's actually an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act by Chuck Schumer and his Republican colleague, Mike Rounds, a bipartisan amendment which would provide access to the public to many documents that have so far been kept hidden. So they, they're making an effort to bring forward a lot of documentation about UAP to the public arena. That's just one effort that's happening. So, yes, I do think we are going to learn more. We shall see next Wednesday. Uh, this hearing will take place. Uh, Leslie Kane, thank you for your time. Yeah, so about that bill that's being put forth by the bipartisan efforts of uh, Chuck Schumer and some Republican and the language of the proposed bill <clears throat> is fascinating. So Mike Rounds is sitting here saying, that's the Republican's name that's working with Schumer. And he says, our goal is to assure credibility with regard to any investigation or record keeping of materials associated with UFOs, UAPs. Under the measure, records would be publicly disclosed in full no later than 25 years after they were created, so meaning there will be nothing released from the year 2000. It's only been 23 years since the year 2000. Y'all feel me? 1998 and, and previous to 1998, those would be fully disclosed unless the U.S. president certifies that continued postponement is necessary because of a direct harm to national security. Interestingly, this is the most interesting part. It also establishes that the federal government would have, quote, eminent domain over any recovered technologies of unknown origin and any biological evidence of, quote, non-human intelligence. So uh, whatever alien was drinking moonshine and crashed into the earth, and if his dead body was in there or her dead body or its dead body was in there, they're saying, yeah, um, we also want eminent domain over that, uh, that which is also may be controlled by private individuals or entities 
Wait, so, okay, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Are you saying that if former Joe sees a UFO crash in his field, goes out amongst the crops, and sees... <coughs> sorry, <coughs> I have alien morgulons. It's in my lungs. Um, oh, yeah, and the air is completely smoke. <laughs> Thanks, Canada. No, it's okay, Canada. I know it's not you. It's really China dropping flares into your forest from high-altitude balloons. But anyway, um, yeah, like, they're saying that if Farmer Joe finds a crashed UFO and it happens to still have an alien pilot in it, and he starts um, controlling that non-human intelligence in some way, that this bill would make the government have the right to come in and tell Farmer Joe, Give us that alien! We just declared eminent domain! Um, what? So basically, is the government going to come, like, uh, cl- claim eminent domain over my head? Uh, good luck with that. It's full aliens, but you ain't getting this non-human intelligence out of me. I mean, if you can, go for it. I- I'd love to, please, please, go ahead and try. But, um, yeah, you can't own me as long as it's a part of me and inside of me. So I'm going to say this bill is fucking weird. Why would it even include that? That almost suggests to me that they really do have some shit. (laughs) Some extraterrestrial technology, critters, corpses, crafts. You guys, this is just... What's happening? While we're here in Uncanny Valley and La La Land, listen to this shit. I asked... Being to write an intro in the style of Crystal Clear for more Morgulons. And he goes, sure, I can try to write a podcast segment about alien technology in the style of Crystal Clear, the host of the podcast More Morgulons. Welcome to More Morgulons, the podcast where we explore the mysteries of Morgulons disease and other strange phenomena. I'm your host, Crystal Clear, and today we're going to talk about alien technology. Yes, you heard me right, alien technology. Is it possible that some of the fibers and structures we find in our skin are not from this planet? Are we being experimented on by extraterrestrial beings, or are we the aliens ourselves? Before you dismiss this idea as crazy, let me tell you some facts that might make you think twice. Did you know that NASA has found evidence of organic molecules on Mars? Did you know that some scientists believe that life on Earth originated from panspermia, the theory that microorganisms hitched a ride on asteroids or comets and seeded our planet? Did you know that some of the most ancient civilizations, such as the Sumerians and the Egyptians, had legends and myths about gods and beings from the sky? Now, I'm not saying that these facts prove anything, but they do open up some possibilities. What if some of these ancient visitors left behind some traces of their technology or biology? What if some of these traces were activated by environmental factors or human interference? What if some of these traces are embedded in our skin and causing us to experience Morgulon symptoms? I know this sounds far-fetched, but so does Morgulons itself. We have to keep an open mind and explore all angles. Maybe there's a connection between Morgulons and alien technology that we haven't discovered yet. Maybe there's a hidden message or a purpose behind our suffering. Maybe we're not alone in this universe. Or maybe we're just crazy. What do you think? Do you have any stories or theories about alien technology and Morgulons? If so, please send them to me at moremorgulons at gmail.com or leave a voice message at podcasterspotify.com, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to hear hear from you and share your thoughts and the next episode. Until then, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay out of this world. Okay, I would never say that. I mean, I might say some of it. I would be a lot funnier, obviously. A lot funnier. But, um, you know, I've been thinking about this. If extraterrestrials really and truly have visited Earth and interacted uh, with human beings, um, 
if they wanted to reveal themselves, how would they do that? I mean, I kind of doubt they speak English. Maybe they do. I don't know. But wouldn't it make more sense a totally alien being would use math or computer science or computers or, oh, I don't know, artificial intelligence to communicate or contact human beings? I'm just trying to think how else it would announce itself to a large audience. You know, going back to that really weird, weird story from back in 2020, I have an episode about it. I think it's called Galactic Federation. Um, But it was about the former Israeli defense chief of the space program. He's basically like the head of their Space Command slash NASA in Israel for like 30 years. Yeah, well, in 2020, he came out and was like, yeah, there's aliens, all right. Trump was going to tell everybody about them, but the Galactic Federation convinced him not to. Yeah, the Israelis and the Americans, um, they have a deal with the aliens. And the deal is that they can do research here on the Earth. And we won't reveal that they're, you know, that they exist or whatever. So, um... Yeah, they got a clubhouse on Mars where the astronauts and the aliens of the Galactic Federation hang out and, I don't know, play rummy. I have no idea. But uh, that sounded totally insane, and it still sounds totally insane. And yet it's becoming harder and harder to figure out what is actually insane and what is actually just the real reflection of reality that has been obscured by cover-up after cover-up after cover-up after cover-up. All this cover-up, put it in a bottle so I can put it on my Mordelon's wounds and look like a normal person, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. I just don't know what to think anymore. I am pretty sure that I'm not crazy. I'm almost positive that I am not, um, hallucinating unless every single person around me is hallucinating as well. And I don't think that's very likely because even Bing will acknowledge Morgulon's pictures and be like, hmm, what is that? I have no idea. Is that a piece of glass? I'm like, no, it's not. It's a fucking weird Morgulon that was in my face. Thanks for asking. So yeah, I'm approaching positivity and certitude with a confidence level of 99.999% that I'm not imagining these things. They are embedded in my wounds and in intact skin. They do come out of my skin. They are bizarre. And yes, maybe they are technology developed in, you know, secret by a government, but since the, the late 1980s and 90s, there were people getting Morgulons back then too. Not at this level, not like they have since 2015 and especially 2020, but uh, it's just hard to wrap your head around all of it, every single bit of it. There's one thing I know though, we're not alone. We're alone in this together. Stay tuned.